We're rolling. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't going to have no clicks, no pops in this audio, right? Ladies and gentlemen, I first and foremost like to apologize for the last episode because we went on many rants, but I'll tell you what, I almost had a meltdown listening to it as soon as it went live on YouTube because we had all these audio pops throughout and it was in the last episode too. And we were trying to diagnose it, trying to figure out what was going wrong, what was causing it. And I'm sure you guys have seen over the years, I've changed my setup very often. I change microphones, camera equipment. Like I'm just always chasing the high of the next best thing to upgrade the quality of any stream or YouTube video. Mm. So as soon as we have like a banger episode of this podcast and I hear those audio pops, I was waiting. I'm glad the episode actually picked up traction. I mean, our last episode with the Grace and Phase drama is great title, great thumbnail for trying to farm some engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had like 80,000 views overnight, which was fantastic for you and I on Nate Shot Knows or whatever the fuck oh, we yeah. call this. But those audio pops, people in the comments, they were just as upset as I was. We figured it out. One of our editors, producers, was using an AI app that helps you sync up podcasts more easily. And it was causing some post processing audio pops but we got to figure it out this should be clean as a whistle the team has done a great job working hard to fix it we're ready to go it's that damn sasquatch that damn sasquatch (laughs) dude i'll be honest with you when i say we're ready to go i don't know if i'm even fucking prepared for what we're about to talk about brother the internet seemingly in one day i feel like this happens a couple times a year where for whatever reason just news across the entire world and any industry and every industry that's important in our lives, mm-hmm. just news breaks, drop of a dime, and all shit's, all hell's broken loose. Oh, yeah. So we've had good timing with these, too. It's like every Tuesday I wake up, there's like 10 new things happening. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, brother, the block is hot. We're ready <laughs> yeah. to go, Joe. Are you, are you feeling good? Are you? I'm ready. I'm ready. Normally, for context, we film these at eight in the morning. Today, we're filming at noon. So, yeah. The fact that, I feel awake and my brain is processing things for the first 30 minutes of this. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I will say you're putting sentences together pretty quickly there, dude. You're finding them words up in that black hole. Can anybody explain consciousness? Like, how do I know what to say next? I'm going to have a panic attack. (laughs) All right, well, let's dive into it. I don't know. Rip another sentence, bro. Talk about something. Do some filler time. Let me hear something. Oh, dude, whatever you put me on the spot like this, I just have no idea what to say. But can I just segue into CDL talk. Fuck no, I'm doing that. <laughs> this is you're you're a co-host, dude. No, I love you. Come on. Uh, That's a lot of blue you're wearing over there. I am a wearing a lot of blue. Chew. Well, before we jump into the meat and potatoes, this striped polo, which is probably more comfortable than any long sleeve we've ever made. I I might be throwing Foundations product that's still in inventory under the bus, <laughs> brother. You could wear this out for a night on the town, or you could wear this when you're lounging on the couch watching a movie. I am uncomfortably comfortable right now. It's confusing to me how 100 Thieves has dialed in a long sleeve that looks this good but could be worn so casually as well. I hate to give you compliments, you know, because your head's already so big, but it looks great on you. (laughs) It looks fantastic. You think I'm just the peak of uh, narcissism? (laughs) Just the embodiment of narcissism walking around the streets of Los Angeles. I love it, man. What no, a place I'm to kidding. be living. Okay. Enough pandering, enough bullshitting. Let's talk about the ni- Let's get right into the news. Killer Keemstar here with another episode of Drama Alert. Uh, we are watching the internet 
blow up in front of us. We've got CDL, where DeSerto and a bunch of other outlets have leaked that the CDL will be going back over to YouTube for next season. Next two years, reportedly. The next two years, reportedly. Mm -hmm. This is allegedly. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been waiting for this news to break because I've heard things in passing over the last couple weeks about CDL going back over to YouTube. And so I'm glad that it's leaked enough to where we can really discuss it on this podcast. I think it's an unbelievable mistake. When we first switched over from Twitch to YouTube a couple years ago, I will say YouTube is an incredible streaming platform. It really is. I mean, you have unlimited bitrate. You have live VOD. You can back up if you missed anything. In general, I actually think the UI and the overall viewing experience is better on YouTube. And that's not me having a dog in this fight. Like, I'm not a part of the partnership program anymore on Twitch. I don't stream on YouTube. I haven't really been uploading all that much. But objectively speaking, in my mind, beyond the things necessary for a creator to go live on YouTube, you know, you got to title the video, get all the tags ready. You're basically uploading a full-fledged YouTube video before you go live. That's pretty annoying to deal with. I love how quick and easy Twitch is. You change the title. You change the blast that goes out to people whether it's their email or their Twitch app, and then you're live, and that's it. But beyond that, YouTube is objectively better for the community with all the tools you have. But Twitch, I feel like it's just the front page of video game streaming. In most cases, if you've been conditioned to watch live streams, the first thing you do, especially with gaming, is just open up Twitch. Mm -hmm. It's bookmarked. You're there. You're live. You're in it. Great. But the problem is... It's so much harder for discoverability of the CDL league and the majors and COD champs. If your algorithm isn't dialed in for Call of Duty on YouTube, you really have to search the right terms. And then when the results come up, you kind of got to sift through uh, a bunch of listings to find the live stream of yeah. the CDL. And then you have other people that are streaming it as well, doing watch parties. And it takes... You know, it's not substantial, but it definitely takes longer to go and find when you search on YouTube the live stream. Yeah. And I think whether that might sound like a small thing, I actually think that hurts uh, the overall viewership in general. 100%. And then don't even get me started. I mean, Scump and Zuma with the flank and, and, and what Methods and Hex and Optic have been doing with the watch party since Scump's retirement. It's just been like a fuel injection into the CDL excitement. Like in general, I thought events performed pretty well on YouTube, but coming back to Twitch, it's like the dam is broken and the fucking water is flooding in. Yeah. I mean, the second event or the first event of the year had like 450,000 views or 450,000 live concurrence, which was like top three all time for a CDL sanctioned tournament. Mm -hmm. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You know what I mean? And so the point of contention that I have, which I tweeted about this morning, which I ultimately started this story with, somebody had made, uh, you know, kind of argument to me about the fact that maybe this, I don't know, paywall or the revenue coming in, sorry, not the paywall, the revenue coming in from YouTube paying for exclusivity for the CDL is good for the league. It's good for the teams. It's good for the players. It's good for the entire ecosystem. But I, I just think that's fundamentally untrue. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a life-altering or league-altering matter going back to YouTube because we've done it before. But at the end of the day, viewership is 
always going to be the most important aspect of anything esports related. And when I made that tweet talking about how viewership is is the most important, he was like, well, look, I, I want to see exactly what he said. You can chime in here real quick because I, I want to make sure I get this right. Are you pulling up your tweet? I'm pulling up my tweet just to see his reply. I said, viewership is survival, full stop. Everything else can be figured out after the fact. The CDL is owned and operated by a multi-billion dollar company, a.k.a. Activision, and they could operate the league at a loss permanently, and it wouldn't even leave a dent on their P&L. Viewership first, monetize after. And his reply ended up being... Who is his? Uh, his name is David. He says, League of Legends, Gaming and Finance in NYC. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Big 100T league guy. Big fan. Yeah, he replied to me and said, I'm sorry, I'm wasting time. Oh, my God, this guy has tweeted a lot already this morning. He said, even if the bag is low, what are those extra viewers on Twitch truly worth if you aren't able to survive from them? Listen, I can totally understand that opinion and that thought just because he doesn't have access like I do to see the, you know, the inside, the beast of what the CDL League is from a monetary perspective. My perspective is that if you have 450,000 viewers on a, a league tournament, a CDL major, the fact that we can't sell partnerships against that, we being the CDL and Activision as a whole and their partnerships team isn't able to extract enough value out of that viewership five times a year, six if you count COD champs, that's a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. So... Look, man, these tournaments don't happen, especially from Activision's perspective, if people aren't watching it. You know, we've seen a lot of people objectively say that esports for every game is really just a marketing ploy for any publisher that's throwing events. And I think that's certainly true. But now that we've had competitive Call of Duty for the last 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years, we've got all our ducks in a row, man. We've got people, asses in seats. You, We finally got ranked league play. People aren't playing as much now. Interest kind of wanes off over the couple months in between new Call of Duty releases. But there are certainly people that are excited to watch competitive Call of Duty, more so than the people that are actually playing the game. I mean, concurrence on, like, Steam were below 100,000. I mean, we've got people that don't even play Call of Duty watching these matches and the fact that they can't monetize that properly, that is that is the crux of this issue. So from what I understand, allegedly, and I'm not trying to blow up Activision and the staff there, but I know for a fact that this deal with YouTube exclusivity doesn't even pay the bills, bro. I mean, it might get the CDL operating at just even mm-hmm. for the year, but even then, they're only spending a couple million dollars which I could be totally misguided on that, to produce the CDL for an entire year. Yeah. And I, I just don't think for a company as big as Activision making all that money in other places, and I know that certain departments have different P&Ls and everybody's got to, you know, keep an eye on a budget depending on what department they're working in. But overall, like if Activision from the top down understood that, this league can operate at a loss, but we need to find a way to make more money to make sure that we don't need to do exclusivity deals for a really, really cheap dollar amount. Kind of went down a rabbit hole. I want to make sure that's all coherent. My point is viewership is the most important part of competitive Call of Duty. Yeah. And for a full comp- stop, I think too, like esports. Well, first off, the fact My that. My flies open. Jesus fuck. <laughs> well, 
Esports is, I think, even though it's been around for, what, 10, 15 years now? A lot longer than that. Longer than that. 20 years. 20 years. 2023, Joe. Yeah, that's actually terrifying. Point being, like, it's still in a place, I think, in its life cycle where the game is still being grown. Like, we're all still in a position of The game as in esports as a whole or the individual titles we're playing? Esports as a whole. I mean, the games themselves, Call of Duty is a billion-dollar game every year, you know, and they have that money. But when it comes to esports, like, there's still a massive untapped audience. Like, for myself, for example, before coming to 100 Thieves, always played COD growing up, but I never watched any competitive esports. Barely even knew it existed. I just kind of knew it was off in the corner somewhere, right? And for esports to actually, like, thrive and survive, I think, to your point exactly, like, viewership is paramount. And the more eyes, the better. The more exposure, the better. And I think it continues, it needs to continue on that path because ultimately you see with like league and everything, all the problems that are happening there, viewership is going down. People are becoming less interested. All this shit's hitting the fan because of it. I mean, in our business, viewership is everything. Engagement and views and eyes is everything. Yeah. And think about, look, man, Call of Duty, if you view it from the lens of a casual esports fan or even like a journalist or if you're not a player and you're interested in esports and you're involved in the community like call of duty for a while a couple years ago at a certain point wasn't even considered like a tier one esport mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was like yeah. league of legends and counter-strike and that was s tier mm-hmm. and call of duty was like a step below it but with league i mean i you can see as interest is wavering on the people actually playing the game, there aren't a ton of really outspoken, strong personalities that can carry the load and keep people coming back to watch mm-hmm. the LCS, at least in North America, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and th- that's not me discrediting the work and the legacy that these LCS players have delivered uh, over the course of their careers, but the Call of Duty league in general and competitive call of duty has always been the definition of entertainment because Mm -hmm. the personalities it's it's like the wwe meets the nfl it's just wild shit happening 24 7 and half the people watching in my opinion are there one because of optic two because uh, you know we've got a couple podcasts ago we talked about the benefits that the cdls brought there's 12 teams there's four people on each team and the people filtering in and out of these rosters in between events and in the offseason there's continuity there and these players are on social tweeting talking shit getting on stage draws giving the bird i mean it's 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 like backyard wrestling bro these mm-hmm. people are electric and so with lcs viewership going down as people continue to play the game less and less and people aren't as interested in it Call of Duty, down, down, down. But viewership, Call of Duty, competitive, up, up, up. So, yeah. look, my entire point that I was trying to make this morning, so I can say this as concisely as possible, because when I talk too much, it's hard. I need something in front of me to keep coming back to bullet points so I don't get too far off track and ramble and shit starts not making much sense. We have the viewership. I don't think we should leave Twitch. I think YouTube will be fine. The streaming platform I support. I think it's fantastic. The UI is better. The experience is better. But people go to Twitch just by nature. And viewership has been the highest it's ever been. And it is the league's responsibility to go monetize that properly so that they don't need to go take a 500000 or a $1 million deal 
for exclusivity to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that money going to do with for Activision? Tell yeah. me. Seriously. I mean, I know you're a publicly traded company. And again, going back to the fact that each department has their own budget that they're assigned from the top down and they got to operate within reason and you can't just burn cash. I get that. But going back to another platform where viewership will probably take 20, 30, 40% hit year over year, over year and you're already not monetizing the league and selling partnerships the right way on mm-hmm. broadcast. I mean, it. last year, the only fucking partner that I can even name that I remember being a part of these broadcasts were those fucking gaming glasses, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, looking around the fucking room, like, does nobody remember Gunner Optics trying to make blue light glasses a thing? It, I mean, our fucking boy, Rishi, who is on gaming at Twitter, this guy was at every MLG event slinging Gunner Optics, I'm like, I feel like I'm watching Groundhog's Day, a simulation. Yeah. How in the fucking world is Clayster trying to sell us a pair of glasses on broadcast, <laughs> like a mid-roll in the middle of the, the tournament? That's the best partner we got? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we finally brought on Monster. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to the glasses company. You're kind of just in the wrong place, wrong time. Kind of like the Grace and yeah. <laughs> Rain phase situation. I, I'm sure the product's great. I don't, like blue light, I don't like blue light glasses myself because I hate the fucking yellow tint it adds to the screen. Mm-hmm. They may have fixed that. I don't fucking know. Yeah. My point remains the same. Yeah. And Brother, the- how in the world do we not have like fucking State Farm and all these Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies who are spending tens of millions of dollars every year on digital initiatives and other sports leagues. I know Call of Duty is a video game, but the only thing I can think of is human-on-human violence and people don't want to touch it. That's been the name of the game for a long time. But mm-hmm. it's just like, dude, if 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 I've got people, like literal gladiators, uh, trying to kill each other in the octagon and the UFC can figure out how to sell partnerships, there's no reason Call of Duty shouldn't be able to do that either. Yeah. So 100%. that's my that's that's the crux of my frustration. It's the fact that we need to sell partnerships against this league so that we don't have to settle for a five hundred thousand million dollar pop and then fucking try to port over all of our viewers again over to YouTube. Yeah, and for those getting caught up as well, people like partner Twitch streamers like Scump and Zuma, they can't co-stream, right? Or would they have to do it exclusively on YouTube? I think they would have to exclusively do it on YouTube. Like Twitch and their partnership program now does not force you to stream exclusively on Twitch unless you're on a sweetheart deal and you're still getting the 70-30 split. But they can still go co-stream over on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But the functionality of their co-streaming doesn't work in the in the, in the the same way. And yeah. it, it, it's not optimized that yeah. well, in my opinion. Yeah. And on top of that, dude, it's like you got people doing watch parties that don't even follow competitive call of duty that are getting paid to watch the uh call of duty championships like no disrespect i fucking love symphony he's the fucking man and you know he's actually probably the the worst example for me to use because he's pretty close to call of duty mm-hmm. but it's like when you're shelling out hundreds of thousands of dollars probably not probably even in the millions to like pay people to do watch parties for your league like that's part of the you're spent i mean maybe that's coming from a different bucket of budget mm-hmm. and it's even more from like the marketing and influencer relations side of Activision. But I just think the CDL moving back over to YouTube after we've just built all this momentum over the last year is a really bad decision. Yeah. And I don't stand by it. We got to grow the esports scene. And this is, I feel like, a step back in that. 
Yeah, and look, man, I, the last thing I'll say is that I know this conversation is very nuanced and everybody wants to talk about the stability of esports and the teams and these leagues that are franchised with Riot and LCS and Activision, Call of Duty, CDL. But I don't think, and no matter what the back and forth I might be having with somebody if we were debating this topic, there's nothing they could say to make me feel any differently than viewership is paramount. We should not do anything to hinder the accessibility of competitive Call of Duty live streams. And I think it's a mistake to go back to YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's just Activision trying to break even on this league when they are. It's 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 a uh, it's a really tough one for me to stomach. Yeah. OK. Well, right. hopefully we listen to that back and it fucking made sense. Make it make this, sense. Let me grab this juvie. Uh, no, I thought that was good. All right, dude. Well, we still got a lot of br bridges to burn here. Well, on the next breaking news, PGA Live Merger. Let's get into our little spicier golf content for those yeah. that are watching and just skip this segment every week. I left my Zins in my office. You got one? Well, look no further, fella. You found them. <laughs> they said, damn Sasquatch, <laughs> dude. Brought me some Zins. Um, so... Yeah, PGA sent out a memo today. None of the players were aware prior that they are forming a new for-profit company with Liv, backed by the Saudis. Uh, Minority ownership, right? Uh, Liv? Yeah, but uh, um, I'll have to confirm. But I'm No, I saw that. The Saudi dude running the fund is going to be the chairman of the board for. He's going to be the chairman of the board, or is just, he's going to be a member of the board of directors? Can I fact check this real quick? You can. I can I can I can speak my piece on this. What a wild turn of events. What a wild turn of events. I mean, you had the PGA, along with the Commissioner Jay and Rory and Tiger, literally the biggest names in golf, publicly fighting Mo Norman. Is that his name? Wait, no, Greg Norman. Wait, that doesn't sound right. Jesus fucking Christ. Maybe we shouldn't be commenting on this. <laughs> no, it's Greg Norman, right? Greg Norman. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank God. Long story short, you you had Tiger doing a presser before one of the majors, or maybe this was last year, like, hey, Greg needs to go. They need to stop this live shit. Rory's been talking mad shit for the last few months since all of this started unraveling with Live Tour. And really, like... A big point of contention, I would say, from just the golf community and even Jay, the commissioner himself, was the drama and the controversy around the Saudis and what they represent and the people that have been involved with their organization and this PIF. And there was an, uh, a clip that Dave Portnoy tweeted out like mm -hmm. three hours ago where he said, this guy is the biggest piece of shit. And it's him and Jim Nance up on up on stage talking about Liv and Saudis and a lot of people within the PJ community writing letters about their concern about Saudi involvement with 9-11 and mm -hmm. the terrorist attacks. And this guy, Jay, pandered straight into it, brother, and was talking about the fact that he had friends who had families that lost loved ones during 9-11. And they used that as like their chip, brother. Yeah. They used that to play on the heartstrings and mm -hmm. to really drive home a point that fuck live. You guys should all hate live. This is a disgusting act for the world and the tradition of golf. 
and all these players getting on board and in bed with the Saudis. They support 9-11 terrorist attacks and just wild, wild accusations from Jay. And uh, I don't remember Tiger and Rory saying shit like that. But in general, that has been the biggest point of contention, I would say, around people going over to live. Like Mm -hmm. if it were an American-backed company where they just wanted to try to build their own real estate, so to speak, inside the world of professional golf. I don't think there would be this much hatred towards the league, but yeah, they use that as an opportunity to really dig in to yeah. the public hearts and sentiments. And now they rolled all the way back. Yeah. they. What's that clip from uh, uh, the founder with uh, Michael Keaton, the, the McDonald's movie? Uh, we let a wolf into the hen house, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, first off, yeah, according to CNBC, apparently Al Rumayan, who heads the public investment fund for the Saudis, is slated to serve as chairman of okay. the board, which is interesting. And then, yeah, this guy Jay Mahoney took the moral ground when, and then obviously there's suing going back and forth, antitrust claims, all that stuff between the two. But pulled this quote as well. One of my glasses. I'm gonna pull this up here. Uh, <laughs> not, yeah, where where the Jeffrey Dahmer serial cl- glasses go? Uh, serial killer glasses. Sorry. <laughs> Want to make sure we weren't talking about no breakfast, dude. Serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, no Dahmer che- O's, dude. They got those on. Uh... <laughs> no Cheerios. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just it's just it's just his victims' fingernails, dude. <laughs> they can only make like four boxes. Of it. Actually, made those out of bone. This so. is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, uh, 9-11 Families that United. That was fucking awful. That wasn't even a funny joke. I'm not funny. <laughs> it was a Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix series. All this. Serial killer joke. All those, this. those are not fair game right now as we talk about very... <laughs> as we talk about the Saudis. What? What does that happen? Okay, come on. 9/11. Let's keep going. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, it's all that... Oh, it's this CDL. is a cancelable offense, dude. <laughs> All that YouTube exclusivity is driving you to madness. Uh, <laughs> I, a, <laughs> I feel like I want to kill. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to read this so I don't have to hold my fucking laptop like a platter anymore. So, <laughs> 9-11 Families United Chair Terry Strada, whose husband Tom died in the World Trade Center's North Tower, quote, PGA Tour leaders should be ashamed of their hypocrisy and greed. Our entire 9-11 community has been betrayed by Commissioner Monaghan and the PGA as it appears their concern for our loved ones was merely window dressing in their quest for money. It was never to honor the great game of golf, end quote. That's exactly what it is. Jay Monahan got up there, public presser, like you said, and then a year later is like, you know what? We're just going to fucking, quote, grow the game because we can't do it ourselves and we can't support international golf like what the NBA is doing internally, and we're just going to take billions from the Saudis and... That's that. It's like Garcetti walking around during the BLM protest without no mask on, dude. He was, tell- <laughs> he was shutting people's water off and electricity while all this shit was going down. And rightfully so, he had to be out there. But at least wear a fucking mask if you're kicking us out, Who? keeping us in our homes. Uh, Garcetti and Gover—I I just hate <laughs> the leaders of the California government, oh. Newsom, Garcetti. Take you got it. this guy fucking Newsom talking mad shit about DeSantis. I don't know a goddamn thing about DeSantis, and I know he does some questionable yep. shit down there in Florida, but he called him like a, a, a like a sick, twisted individual. Like, dude, shut yeah. the fuck up. Meanwhile, brother. peak COVID Newsom's at the French Laundry. Well, yeah, yeah, the French Laundry, bro, <laughs> having like an 11-course, three-star Michelin meal yeah. all at the same table. Go fuck yourself, buddy. Yeah, literally. Seriously. 
Meanwhile, what? we got goddamn uh, like warfare in these California streets, and they can make more money from taxes out of any state. It's it's like the third biggest fucking GOP or whatever the fuck. <laughs> The economy in California is, is fucking bussing, and Governor Newsom is, in fact, not. What a piece of shit. Uh, but, oh, please, uh, dear God, I hope he never sees it. I'm going to pay those taxes, Newsom, I swear. Uh, <laughs> Get those bank statements over to the accountants. Yeah, dude, I got you, bro. California's lit. I can't wait to live here the rest of my life. Uh, Great motherfucker, Bro, yeah, A lot listen, of views, man. a lot of beautiful views here. This guy, Jay. Bro, I never, I didn't even know who the fuck this guy was this like five suit. years ago. These guys, this guy's a fucking suit, bro. Brother, I don't know how you can make a stand like this and then get in bed with bold the enemy. Bold move. Brother. But and again, the reason why I brought up Tiger and Rory at the beginning, because I feel like Tiger Woods has a lot going on in his life 24-7. Do you think that he wanted to publicly fight Live Tour, or do you think he was asked by Jay and the PGA to like, hey, you're 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 the face of this. We need you to make a stand with us. And Rory, I mean, that guy's got a lot of fucking opinions. I'd be pissed if I was Rory. I'd probably just quit golf, to be honest. Bro, and Rory just like the last couple months has not been playing well, dude. Mm -mm. This guy's got to be full on manic right all now. All those guys going over, getting the bag from Liv, year later, they're all coming back. There's like a reapplication process that's going to open up for all of them, too. Like, listen, man, this is a I life lesson. Pissed. Always take the fucking money. And, <laughs> the, and the people that are telling you not to take the money, they're the same ones. That if they had the same opportunity, would be cashing that check as quickly as you did. Jay Mahoney. Bro, it's so easy to point fingers when you're not in the position of opportunity to say, that's a really bad fucking idea. That's a disgusting decision that you made. And guess what, dude? Saudis come up knocking. Guess who answered the door? The PGA. Man, I don't know enough about the inner workings of the PGA Tour to fully make an informed opinion about whether this was a good idea for them or not, but from just the outside looking in with all the things that we talked about in the last 10 minutes, pretty fucking wild turn of events and a really weird pivot from the PGA. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't compare the Saudis to being equating them to being terrorists and then go pair up with them a year later. Yeah. So... I mean, listen, brother, I don't think we need no fucking PGA degree or tour card to <laughs> form that opinion, so we're good there. Got but. my degree at the School of Hard Knocks when it comes to the PGA. Do you know how many times I, I've shot over 100? I'm allowed to have an opinion, dude. I play your fucking game. Me and my classmate, John Morant, talking, <laughs> talking PGA. Bro, I'm, that way, imagine Jay resigns, dude, and appoints Ja Moran as <laughs> the head of the PGA. He's probably going to be out of there in like a year. He probably cashed out massive, too. So, Well, that's the other part of this that I just, I would love somebody who understands the, 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 the layout and how the PGA exists from like a corporate uh, structure perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, when you say, oh, they're now forming a new company that's for profit, like what was it before? I don't know. I don't fuck. I don't have the ability to answer that question. All I know is my research for this podcast didn't didn't dive into the 
the company workings. I didn't get that far. Yeah, all <laughs> I know is Jay and the PGA taking a check from the PIF and the Saudis was not in my bingo book for this year after mm -hmm. the war that they had started with yeah. Liv last year. So we'll see, man. I, I, I can't wait to watch this one play out. I would imagine that the Liv golfers are probably the biggest winners when it comes uh, to the situation at hand. And I just think the world of golf in general, whether you're a player in the PGA or a fan that watches one major a year, you, we are the losers. We just watched like grown men fight over hundreds of millions of dollars and spit and cry and fucking scratch their way uh, down this fucking dark hole. And now we come to, a, uh, you know, everything culminates to the point where none of it fucking mattered. And the PGA just walked back on everything that they had tried to take a stand for. Mm -hmm. Pretty crazy. Tell you who the big winner is Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson, dude. <laughs> yeah. Phil Mickelson is probably doing fucking bumps of coke <laughs> on his jet to Vegas. He's down $100 million at the roulette table, and he's not fucking stopping for yeah. nobody. Dude. This he might die. Phil Mickelson might be, be dead in a week. Brother, you know? if you thought four uh, fucking days uh, for a PGA tournament Thursday through Sunday was a lot, this guy Phil is going for a month straight, man. We're not going to see him at the next live event. We're gonna see we him back strung at out uh, at the Aria tables at COD Champs, brother. He's <laughs> yeah. gonna be he's still gonna be there. Oh, come yeah, champs next sure. week. <laughs> bro, this guy's gonna be lighting it up. Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers, brother. He's gonna be on Rory's ass. About and he's gonna all be wearing this. shorts the whole time. Oh, brother. You oh yeah. You think they're gonna let him wear shorts on the PGA tour? Probably. I mean, we got this guy now, the chairman. What are, are we gonna see some calves out of <laughs> out of at, bro? I don't know, man. I gotta be honest some with you. Beautifully tanned calves out of Phil. I don't I don't actually feel that strongly about this, but there is something to be said. I I don't like the fact that golf for somebody that doesn't golf or has ever had any interest in it, I don't like the fact that it seems very difficult to access and understand. You know, a lot of people don't like country clubs nowadays. You know, there's a lot of them that are still pretty traditional that only allow women in certain days of the week, if at all. You know, you got to be on top of your P's and Q's, etiquette, collared shirt, not even just what you're wearing, but just the human being that you are. And as somebody who grew up on a muni course that literally had a trailer as a clubhouse, not even kidding, I love the tradition of golf. I love the etiquette and the, 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 the proper, the, you have to be, you know, in good standing with yourself before you show up to a golf course, if that makes any sense at all. I like that aspect. You know, it's a, this gentleman's and a, a gentlewoman's game. You know what I mean? But I, I love the tradition of wearing a nice pair of pants and a collared shirt and just getting ready for the fucking day. And all of that comes with the tradition of golf. I don't like the shorts thing. I, don't, I know that might seem like a fucking small thing. Mm -hmm. I love everybody looking good wearing pants. I think we should leave the shorts with Liv. For the shorts to live. <laughs> Sorry. The shorts to live. What? Play on words. I don't know. I didn't hear. Uh, it. I didn't. I, I just didn't hear. It. it didn't go over my head. I just didn't hear. It. For leave the shorts with live, so the shorts can live. Oh uh, wow, Joe. I don't know. You really uh, are dialed in today, huh? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I take that either way. But etiquette. I'm also a fan. But I'll tell you the one thing that I don't like. 
I don't like when you go to like, I've only played a few like very nice courses and I don't like the whole thing where you got to take your hat off when you walk in the clubhouse. Oh, I love that, bro. My hair, like I get bad hat hair. I look like shit. It's all over my face. I can't keep it back. You make me wear, like golf is a game, you wear a hat. You know, I got to take it off. Like who, you know, I I fear God. It seems (laughs) seems stupid until you participate. And then once you participate and you have to do it, you're like, oh, if you know, you know. Yeah, then I'm taking a piss and I'm holding my hat and I'm dropping it on the bathroom floor. Leave it on the fucking bathroom counter, dude, where you wash your hands. I'm not, I don't know. But what's this fucking old dude going to tell me about, oh, you can't, like, started to be like, oh, you can't play because your hat's on. Like, fuck you. Would you say, though, (laughs) would you say in general, and listen, there's nuance to this, but I I would say nowadays, like, modern American culture, like, in the, when I was, when I was growing up, maybe our generation, yeah, I saw you spitting all over yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I got spit all over myself. (laughs) And you really wanted everybody to see. Sorry. Jesus fucking drooling over here, this bro. Guy, this guy, you got a call from the Saudis, dude. You about to catch chat. What's up all night playing Diablo? <laughs> I really loved how much my parents like drove into my mind. Respect your elders, respect your neighbors, and be polite. And I don't think people raise their kids like that as much anymore. I don't think every old person deserves our respect just because they're old. Like if they're a fucking bigot or miserable or they're being a piece of shit. All bets are off. But I do think that there is a lack of class out of just the youth and just American culture in general. And I feel like the golf course and church, which I don't go to anymore, are one of the few places where those foundational moral mindsets and and respect are the only the few places where that exists nowadays. And I, I think it's important, dude. Like, you cannot... Be 18 years old and be a piece of shit and disrespectful, dude. You gotta gotta respect other people around you, and your time will come to be the old, wise individual that is respected from those that are younger than you. I don't know. I I think it's it's well, tradition, dude. Be just be fucking nice. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Well, when you put it that way, you know, you, that makes sense. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> look, man. I'm not saying country clubs nowadays are the best place for kids to grow up, but I think. A lot of kids that grow up with country clubs, in a lot of ways, are ahead of the game. If they have the opportunity and the the uh, the ability to grow up in that type of environment, you see how men treat each other. You treat those that came before you with respect, and you I don't know. There's some small lessons in there you learn for sure. So keep the fucking pants is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you already rolled back one, Jay. Let's not roll back the fucking pants. All right. <laughs> I think we did a good job covering that. I mean, it's probably not in detail like the foreplay guys would or golf <clears throat> experts, but high level, I think we got our point across. Yeah. Next up on the docket, bro, there's still more. <laughs> what do you what do you got cooking over there? Bro, do you not know what I'm about to bring up? Mm. Twitch paid partnership and advertisement policies. Oh yeah. So Context. Oh wait, Joe's about to fucking set the <laughs> set the stage here for us. Let's Let me get go. my silver platter here again. A poo poo platter, dude. <laughs> the clown has no penis. Okay, ad updates on Twitch, comma. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just literally reading my notes verbatim. So rolled out Twitch, rolled out new TOS. They're basically banning uh, burned in video ads. So if you're to like basically pre-record an advertisement and put it on stream, uh, like large lower third banner ads on your stream and then 
audio as well, similar burned in audio, same thing as the video example, just audio. Uh, still allowing panels for advertisements, showcasing physical product in your stream. So if you have like a juvie fridge or something in your background, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And then links in chat are good. You can still play at sponsor games and you can still unbox and endorse. The other big thing I miss that they banned or limiting is when you have a sponsored overlay, like, yeah, whatever, just like Chipotle <laughs> or AT&T, it can only be 3% of your screen. Yeah. Which... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you're going to calculate that, but... Bro, I bet they've been working on this for, like, a year. <laughs> you know, we got to... Probably, we, like, 50 people bro, involved. Bro, we got a much smaller company than Twitch with a lot less intricacy, but I know, like, from a corporate setting, how long it takes for something like this to come together. Mm -hmm. Bro, again, they probably had, like, 50 people across a million departments, like, weighing in on this, a million phone calls, a million meetings... Brother, I can't imagine what it took for them to finally get to this point to roll back policies like this. And it just, to me, doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't understand. I mean, I know why they're doing it. I mean, because there's a really important part that we didn't cover. It was basically saying, with the burned ads, if Twitch can't offer you something comparable to that, I'd have to read the exact line that i was reading before man i well, should have fucking bookmarked it they're just pumping their own ads yeah that's that's really I, honestly we i don't even need to read it the high level here is that twitch is essentially trying to position themselves to basically be a one-stop shop for all advertising mm -hmm. they don't clearly with the restrictions i mean honestly the fact that you can keep like a twitch link in there and a panel and you could still have something on stream it's not as bad as I would have thought it to be when mm -hmm. you explain it that way, but they're clearly trying to own and operate any advertising that happens on Twitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they they don't they don't want people taking percentages from third parties. They they want every streamer that is broadcasting on Twitch to have to go to them for advertising dollars and they yep. don't want their platform being used to line the pockets of the creators as free as we have been for the last few, for the yeah. last decade. It's a continuation, too, of their, when they, the whole controversy over the 50-50 versus 70-30 split and yeah. them incentivizing creators by being like, oh, you can run more ads, you're going to get paid more. And this is just a continuation on that. They're tightening up all control. Yeah. Yeah. They, so. they, they, they want to be the judge, the jury. They want to they own it all, and it's either their way or the highway. It's, Basically how it's being laid out. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine that this is the last of policy changes that we'll see over the next few years. Mm -hmm. They're losing money from the service that they provide, or they're not making enough, I should say. Yeah. And they're, as a whole, are, it, it, and this is kind of like the problem that I have with Twitch and the policies that they're rolling out. I know that this is not as simple as I'm about to say, but when I think about Activision in the CDL, I look at Twitch the same way I would with, you know, it's Amazon. Amazon, Jeff Bezos is the richest individual. Look, I know that has nothing to do with it. My point is Amazon is a fucking monster that will never be stopped. Why? Why, why, why did you buy Twitch? 
get more people to sign up for Prime. Exactly. But yeah. on top of that, you own the central hub to gaming content and gaming culture. Why do anything to disrupt the perception of what you just bought? Mm -hmm. You were in the best graces, good graces with the entire gaming community. You don't need Twitch to be unbelievably profitable. This does not need to be a money, a money printing machine for your publicly traded company. You are making enough money. And that, to any businessman or woman, might sound like just absolutely fucking stupid coming from my mouth. But my point still remains the same. Yeah. You don't need to fucking pinch pennies with this property, with this entity you own. All I if if I were in a higher if I were higher up at Amazon, I would just Twitch would be my like blue chip of cool. Like this is we own gaming in some capacity or another. We're well positioned for whatever gaming turns into over the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. Why continue to shoot yourself in the foot and maybe the revenue that they'll get back from tightening up advertising policies and the 50 50 to 70 30 split there's got to be something i'm not seeing but if i'm if i'm if i'm making decisions over at amazon and for good reason i'm not i just i wouldn't do anything to disrupt the the status quo yeah i mean it kind of reminds me too the way i look at it is they're basically turning like live streams into youtube videos and how they're cut up with their ad program and how powerful google and youtube's ad program is for them but again at the same time like they bought twitch to incentivize people to get more prime subscriptions pay 50 bucks a year i mean what's happened now twitch is just trying to choke as much money out of this thing because i feel like thanos they can't live <laughs> with their own failures mm -hmm. brother look at how quickly instagram snap facebook youtube Look how quickly they all adapted when this short-form wave of content started. Mm -hmm. You know, you could say Instagram copy and paste of what Snapchat was doing with stories, and then you could say Instagram's copy and paste of what uh, TikTok was doing with short-form 30, 60, 90-second videos. But YouTube did the same. Uh, I know they're... Uh, they're sunsetting stories. I didn't even know fucking YouTube had stories, but they still yeah. have shorts, which is performing really, really, really well. Yeah. Brother, Twitch set out to fight the good fight of long-form VOD content and short-form VOD content years ago, and they were asleep at the fucking wheel. They, they, I don't know anybody besides re-watching past broadcasts and maybe sometimes exploring clips that uses Twitch for anything other than watching live streams. Yeah, that is a huge fucking failure by the operators of Twitch. Mm -hmm. And it, it, listen, if I'm like this, if I were the former CEO of Twitch who stepped down a couple months or a couple years ago, I don't know the amount of yellow tape that exists internally at Twitch coming down from the directives of Amazon. Like maybe it's a really, really hard place to navigate and really hard to instill changes and and, and adapt with the time, but. No matter what, from the outside looking in, the only perspective we can have is it was a failure. And now, because they weren't able to change the things they needed to change to compete with everybody else, they're just tightening up on anything and everything they can get to bring more money back into you know Twitch's revenue. Yeah, and it's fucking stupid, bro. Like, yeah, you're you're you're, you're for creators by creators by creators for creators. However you want to fucking put it, and all you continue to do is piss off creators. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, 
they're taking the gamble that people are still going to just keep using Twitch and, and they streaming will. on it. Yeah. They will. But... Listen, man, I think people are getting a life lesson pretty quickly with Twitter. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. There's never going to be a perfect situation, and you got to roll with the punches, and, 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 and when you get knocked down, get back up and just keep moving forward. But if you want to be a creator on Twitch, primarily gaming content, it's already an uphill battle. We've talked about discoverability. We've talked about how difficult it is to make a name for yourself. But at the end of the day, man, there are so many tools that make lives of creators easier, but there is just a lot of hurdles to break out into an opportunity to make this mm -hmm. like a full-time gig man i'm yeah. I, f I feel grateful that i ended up where i'm at the, the timing is everything man 100%. because i would not be in this position to be stress-free seeing announcements like this so i'm i'm really thankful for that but i it, it i have empathy for both sides but man i i just can't imagine what the fuck they're doing over at twitch it's just yeah. bad decision after bad decision well it's interesting too because like gaming i compare it always to like film and tv like gaming and the internet are you know obviously as an industry so much newer in their life cycle and it's really like the wild west out here in terms of the internet compared to like you look at what's going on with sag and like the lot like the writers lockout for the wga and like unions protesting and all that shit and the internet and the base of creators it's just at a point where there's no like unionization around them and these platforms are just like free to do whatever they want and i don't know if like a union for creators would necessarily be like a good thing for the ecosystem but similarly to like league and riot and the lcs stuff like there's just no there's no leverage on the creator side against these platforms yeah so, absolutely no leverage none and it's just like you kind of just got to take it and just penance for Twitch's sins. Which is interesting. More more so food for thought. I but. actually think that is pretty interesting. That's a like a, a very uh, interesting component that I've never really thought about. But at the end of the day, dude, you can't that's the that's the problem when you don't have leverage, dude. You can't bite the the hand that feeds you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we'll see how it shakes out. Fucking so, chaos out here, bro. <laughs> really? Blood in the streets, man. This Tuesday just Really ramped up pretty like fucking those, quickly. It's like those Diablo dungeons I've been ripping through. Just blood everywhere. We're not talking about Diablo, dude. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you a minute at the end, but I can't I can't sit here and listen to a game on my own show about one that I don't play. Yet. One that you don't play yet. All right. I want you to give me the 60-second elevator pitch on why I should play Diablo 4. It's like, do you want an amazing 30-hour movie that you can partake in? And it's visually stunning and captivating and do it with your friends and journey across a brand new world to discover. That wasn't 60 seconds, but that was pretty fucking incredible. Dude. I don't need 60. I need 15. That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty compelling. Well, you, well, you march through the gates of hell and take down demons and save the world. Dude, fuck the blue shoes. I'm bricked up. <laughs> I don't need no help with this one, dude. I am fully torqued. Shout out Blizzard. Also, as a a yin and yang to my promo, this is my opportunity, my platform to say, please fix your servers because Blizzard servers are terrible. I dealt with it on Overwatch. I'd be getting kicked out of games for no reason. I'd be banned 24 hours ranked. I just quit the game. Last night, I got two quests left. It's like one in the morning. I got two quests left in the campaign. Literally 
watching the sickest cutscene I've ever seen, and then I get timed out and I can't get back in the game. And now I got two quests left that I'm thinking about all day today, thinking about right now that I got to play. Bro, when you get older, you just realize that every company that you think is literally untouchable and just like the smartest people working there, which is still true, nothing is perfect. Like at the end of the day, the people that are running these companies are just people like you and I. Oh, yeah. And there's problems everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they need to go fix it. It's fucking crazy, man. You make some really weird, like, existential and introspective realizations as you get older. I feel like today we've kind of just unsheathed the veil a little bit, you know? Did we just break out of the Matrix? I think we did a little bit. This fucking guy, Joe Biden, fell again. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can this guy take a spill? Who wrote the code on that guy, you know? <laughs> Bro, Who left the bug in the Matrix How can there? the leader of the free world, dude, just be... <laughs> Eating shit on stage, brother. <laughs> like Biden, what do you think about uh, the Saudi PGA backed fund coming together? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't see why not, brother. If Joe Biden was really riding a bike for his health, that guy would be sitting inside the Oval Office on a goddamn Peloton. <laughs> Everything that politicians do is just to save face, or to pander, or to do something to have the public perceive them in a certain way. I don't know whose fucking idea it was to have this man ride a bike year like a year ago, but man, was that a terrible decision. <laughs> and then, honestly, they guys' need, knees don't even they work. They need to get though. him back in the basement, dude. Like <laughs> he cannot be tripping on a fucking wire on stage, bro. They got they got to get him back in the lab, get a program software update on him or something, bro. bro. They just need to like nuke his system with like testosterone and. <laughs> Just <laughs> and stem cells, bro. They need to get this guy back to even. I saw somebody like a really prolific journalist around the world of U.S. politics saying that they think Biden's going to win again. No, shot. brother. <laughs> I, can't, I don't even. I can't wait to watch this man do another debate. <laughs> Four years, man. That thing is them. Them gears are moving slower than they were. It's going to be great. I challenge you, Joe, to an academic decathlon. <laughs> One-on-one, mano-a-mano. <laughs> oh, bro, it's going to be fantastic. You would think that I was like a right-wing conservative fucking nut job, but I just think Joe Biden should not be in a position of power when he's, sure, You can't. Yeah, 20 I mean, years ago, he probably would have been primed and ready to go for the Democratic Party, but it's just... It, it, it's not even a politics thing. It's no. just like I would, I wouldn't trust you to drive me to the fucking grocery store down the street if you were my grandpa. He probably can't even drive. I wouldn't be Brother, surprised if he doesn't have and a license. This guy is fucking making decisions. Got nuclear codes. Suck my dick. Thank God for checks and balances. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, you want, you say what you want, but there's no avoiding the fact that he is a senile old man. With- ooh, ooh, go ahead. Well, that's that's pretty Shit. much it. Sorry, see now, old man, got it. <laughs> really, really great perspective. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about. <laughs> I, Someone's got to say it, all right? Everyone's fucking going back and forth. Listen, bro. <laughs> we, so much has happened this morning. I forgot about the one topic that I wanted to talk about today: Apple Vision Pro. Apple finally released after years of rumors. I can't wait for you to buy it and me to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and buy it, I shall. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. Surprised you don't have the pre-order in yet. Brother, anytime Apple comes out with a new product in an industry or a market of which they haven't been a part of yet, I'm going to dabble. Mm-hmm. I have to see what it's all about. Oh, for sure. Because, I listen, the products that Apple makes are really not 
the bee's knees, the sauce. What it is is just like their software. Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, everybody always makes an Android fucking argument. Oh, my HTC Thunderbolt's got more battery, it's a better <laughs> camera, bigger screen, it's brighter in the sun, and this thing fucking rocks. I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah. I like I, you don't hey, got iMessage. You don't got blue text, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like you know, like my home is not even connected through Apple, but it is. You know, I've got an Apple TV, fucking AirPlay from my phone to my goddamn television. Like, mm. eh, what? Long story short, what I'm trying to say: the connective tissue of Apple's consumers is just their software and how well they integrate with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think most people know that. Yeah. So I don't even know why I explained it. I'm sorry if that was uh, fucking boring to listen to. <laughs> Thanks for mansplaining. Being, I am mansplaining, dude. <laughs> okay. I'm gaslighting. Go on with the chlorophyll. <laughs> <laughs> carry on, carry on. Brother, the fucking uh, MetaQuest Pro, when I saw that demo a couple months back, I bought that shit immediately. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, hold on. I could be sitting at my computer and have five virtual monitors around my PC while I work and... Premiere and Lightroom and Twitter and YouTube, and I can do all these things at once. At the end of the day, my biggest issue, the headset's still not that comfortable. And two, not enough people use it for me to have like a habit be a part of my routine. Like I played that golf VR game, which was really cool, but I'm like, man, I want to sit here fucking alone and play this and mm. stand up in my living room while Haley's playing Marvel <laughs> Snap on the couch. Like I don't want to be disconnected from her in the same room. And with Vision Pro, which you know, I got to be honest, kind of a side sidebar here. It doesn't really feel like an Apple name, you know, like I feel like the wizards of brand that they have over there that have done every product launch. They could have come up with something better than Vision Pro. It just it doesn't sound like a MacBook or an iPod or an iPhone. You know, it, maybe it needs an eye. Eye Vision Pro. No, don't do that. <laughs> There's a reason I don't work there either. Uh, the I Envision is yeah. capitalized. That was a sidebar. <laughs> but the Vision Pro just eh, doesn't really sound like Apple. I thought mm. they would pull out some more stops, all the stops for that one. Yeah. But the fact that it's just open glass and from the demo they were showing us, you can be in the world in the house and still have like full connectivity with the people around you and the environment around you. You know, the MetaQuest Pro tried to do something similar to that, but it's pretty jarring when you're not within the circle of the room that you laid out virtually for yourself. When you get out of it, it's like the, the Hertz and the FPS is all fucked up and it's a little delayed. So it's pretty disorientating. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a fully immersive experience, but from, yeah. What I saw out of the Vision Pro uh, keynote, it looks unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like they looked at everything that VR and AR have fallen short, depending on the company that has built a product, and they filled in the gaps. They made every small hiccup or annoying usability features and made it better and fixed all of that. Yeah. But, you know, we'll never know until we put, put the product on. Yeah, there's no controllers either, which is cool. Like the hand tracking is supposed to be insane, where you actually just use your hands to interact with everything. Um, yeah, it's all eyes. Yeah, sound eyes as well. and, and but you and click. Hands. You physically click by like putting your fingers together, brother. Like just the you know, uh, what 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 had it? Um, 
even the first HTC Vive, like the one that I set up literally just to watch porn one time and never <laughs> use it again, I literally bolted in these fucking sensors into my in, into my walls on each side. Spent like three hours setting this goddamn thing up to watch porn one time and never use it again. Um, I'm not even kidding. I, uh, it just, you could watch, the reason why I brought that up, I forgot, not about the porn. You could watch like a movie in this immersive experience. Never did it, but with like Apple, I was like, okay, as soon as Tim Cook starts cooking up and I could watch fucking Dune on an airplane surrounded by Mount Everest mm -hmm. and the audio is supposed to be as good as like AirPod Pros. Yeah. And you could probably connect that to your AirPods just even for a better experience like Bluetooth. Man, I would love a world where we are fully integrated into technology. I say that now, even though I complain so much about how abrasive technology is and how necessary it is for us and the industry working in our lives. Like, I want to be off the screen more, but I also really want a Ready Player One experience. I don't think that's there yet. We need yeah. like 20, 30 more years, but it'll come. Yeah. But with MKBHD, uh, he tweeted out, that uh, or he had said in his video review, which I should have watched before he did this take on this podcast. He said that the eye tracking on the Apple Vision Pro is truly magic. Mm -hmm. Like it feels telepathic. It, yeah. Like it's unbelievable how well it works. And that's really how iPhones have always been. It's just what you think it's supposed to do. It does exactly that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's the type of guy. Uh, which Jackson, the former employee here, pointed out to sensationalize a product. Like, he's yeah. not under the thumb of Apple and just saying yeah. nice things for the sake of doing it. Yeah. He's a pretty objective tech reviewer. Yeah. And if he said it's, like, pretty fucking unbelievable, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure it has to be. I, don't, I just don't think Apple would roll out a product like this if yeah. they didn't have everything ironed out because that would just ruin their reputation. Everything yeah. always works exactly the way you want it to. Yeah. So. He, um, I did watch his review. Oh, you did? All right, bro. This. Rattle this shit off, bro. Tell <laughs> so, me. He talks about the eye tracking being very great as a pro. Um, one of the big cons that stuck with me was the fact that the battery life is just two hours, though. I mean, obviously, you, it has a USB-C port. Like, you can just plug in. But it's like they're sensationalizing, like, watching all these movies on an airplane and things like that. But you have a two-hour battery life. Most movies are more than two hours. I mean, at that we point. we got outlets on an airplane. Yeah, but you're in bed. You got to fucking plug in every time, like shit like that. I guess you got a fucking iPhone charger at bedside, bro. Yeah, they have but, conditioned us to have chargers for a million products well, in a million different places. You're we walking around as like human it. beings have a iPhone charger on us twenty four seven, dude. It's like, yeah, but you're basically walking around like you got an oxygen tank, like the, so? in the way the video like showed it, like this dad taking pictures and like. It's renders. better than being stuck to your fucking computer with a lot of these VR headsets you have to now. Sure, I guess, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, we'll never, we don't, we won't know until we have hands on. But yeah. like, can you imagine a world? I'm still waiting on this Apple car. Can you imagine like the the possibilities with Apple software to be driving around in an Apple car with them motherfucking goggles on? <laughs> yeah, be out there fucking working in your driver's seat, shit like that. Bro, okay. I, 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 I am not a financial uh, advisor, so don't take anything I say, which I know you would, but for the people at home, don't realize how stupid I am. I think we need to buy the fuck. And it's already too high, and I know we missed our window. Tesla's unbelievable. 
Tesla. I bought a bunch of Tesla the other day, NVIDIA, Google. Well, NVIDIA, you, you, you're a little late to that one. Well, it's going to keep going up. Bro, with how... <laughs> with it can how, only go up. With how far ahead Tesla is in the EV game, and not even, like, the actual driving experience and the capabilities of the cars you see it, but their autopilot software and just the chokehold they have on the superchargers network all around the United States... It's like an immovable force meets a we, fucking object of whatever. We are whatever in an era. <laughs> Unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when my us, blood sugar is crashing. It's like when we say the same thing to each other, but we don't know we're saying the same thing. I really would think we, if I would have watched that video, we could just spend an entire episode talking about the Vision Pro, and I yeah. feel unequipped to talk about it anymore. Maybe we save some for the next episode because I yeah. really want to do a deep dive. I love shit like this, man. Yeah, I gotta watch still like the whole keynote too, but. Uh, quick point on Tesla. We live in an era of infrastructure and logistics right now. 1800s, railroads. 1900s, I don't know, stock market and building houses. 2000s, Amazon. Biggest companies in the world, logistics companies, operations companies. I, I mean, there's a lot of holes you can poke in that. But <laughs> point being, the fact that Tesla has the EV infrastructure... Ford just announced that they are converting all of their charging ports so that every electric Ford can charge at Tesla supercharger stations. That enough was to sell me. Bro, I fuck, yo, I, let's short the fuck out of Uber because Tesla, with their entire fleet of vehicles, people that own them are just going to be sending their cars out when they're not driving them. Full auto drive, fucking full, what was it called? Uh, full autonomy. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be sending out your car to pick people up. You're gonna be making passive income while you're sitting at home as it picks people up and drops them off their destination, bro. Uber is fucking dead. <laughs> be like Steve Carell in the big short, just pounding the table, telling oh, people to short Uber. I have a really good. I I think it's a good idea. I'm not gonna say it on the podcast, but like if you were trying to build a business over the next 50 years, I actually think I want you to tell me if you think it's stupid. I was stoned the other night, and I was like, wait, maybe maybe I'm smarter than I think. Should we ask the audience about your Counter-Strike idea? No, I don't want to give that one away either. All right. Okay. But if I say it and somebody <laughs> else does it, they'll know that they stole that shit from us, so maybe we can talk about it. It would be very expensive, so I don't know how many people are going to I think we should do it for one month. We'll talk about it after. Right. Maybe if you guys want to hear more, we can. Oh, my God. We have the most hated man in the CDL and uh, Andraza here with us today. <laughs> oh, that's me. Oh, it's good, guys. That's Damn, me. boys. What the fuck happened in Toronto? Why didn't we win that baited. shit? I already got baited to be in here. <laughs> no, that's, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> Online cheese. like Bro, as soon, got, I mean, honestly, baited. as soon as you guys 3 0 Optic, I was like, hey, you guys... Come home, bro. Job's done. That's a gimme. Oh, yeah. That's Job's a gimme. Gonna... Oh, that's fucked. <laughs> no, no. Guys, I've talked a, a tremendous amount of shit about uh, the Optic roster, so can we just make sure they don't win champs? Because I'm going to get worse. You're talking stuff. shit? No, I wasn't talking shit. I was just more or less talking shit to Reddit about that's the fact right. that they think that that performance wasn't worse than what we did at champs. I did see that clip. Do you agree with me, actually? I mean, I didn't even watch champs back then, but yeah. I mean, if you're getting dead last... 0-6 from 5-0 and to 0-6. And, and what'd you get, champs? 7th, 8th out of Damn. 32 Wait, teams. Compared, <laughs> compared to like your AW shit? They're saying that, that Optic 
getting 3-0'd, 3-0'd, and yeah. bounced out of a tournament with 12 teams uh-huh. wasn't as bad as us getting 7th, 8th at AW Champs, even though we won three events before that. The question is, did you lose to one of the favorites when you lost? We lost it's to not Denial. There's no way. It's Denial win? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. no way it's as and bad. I lost three tournaments eights. prior. Overwhelming favorite. Look, you I didn't even want to eight. talk about this. I gotta shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Oh, what's up? So how have uh, how's the break in between champs and Toronto been? What have we been doing? We have just been, been grinding. Scrimming. We've been scrimming all day. Scrimming all day. Playing eights all night. All night. It's a pretty weird uh, structure, I would say. Like I, I just don't recall a time in Call of Duty where there was the last major of the year, and then literally like three weeks later is champs. This early in the year, in June. Yeah, you know this, I mean? Normally it's in like it's early. July yeah. or August, right? Yeah. Champs is always in August, typically, but yeah, they yeah. definitely expedited things. When you win the tournament before and you're going to champs like two weeks later, it's insane. Like last year, last year I was like, yo, get me into champs. Like <laughs> I'm trying to play. Yeah, I saw a stat today. It was like, uh, I think of the seven or eight champs winners or whatever, the there's like... 80% of them have won the tournament prior. Yeah, like the top two little things. So, like, if New York loses, like, we just got like, you just beat New York. Like, yeah. <laughs> Were you guys surprised to see New York win, New York win that event? Yeah. I, I mean, they won the first tournament of the year, right? But I don't even remember them in the last few events even being, like, top three. They definitely struggled. They, get, they got, like, last and, like, eighth, I think. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, going into Sunday, FaZe just looked like the overwhelming favorite. Like they were they like the worst KD on their team was like one point three. Yeah. Like they were just literally torpedoing teams. I so. think yeah. I think New York had a pretty easy bracket too going into like to get to winners finals. And then I mean they just played FaZe. Like they just almost nezzled them. So won three S and D's in grand finals. Like, what can you do about it? Hey, what do we always say? S and D wins championships bro there is tell me is there a worse feeling than being a a, a competitor on stage at a competitive call of duty tournament and being up like five one and five two and every round that you keep losing you're just like fuck we got ice well no because i'm not mentally weak but (laughs) (laughs) but when it's like five four you're kind of like now once it hits five four (laughs) 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 yo can anybody want to get a first blood but yo double (laughs) show me bro you're just like praying somebody just has a a a great breakout two piece that's how i felt playing with scum i'll be like yo dude please just do some let's get the bomb down bro literally all right so i've been scrims how have they been going you guys like feel good you can be honest if you've had like Highs and lows? Has it been just like a consistent performance? I mean, I don't know how much weight you guys carry in like winning series and scrims before tournament, but overall, how are you guys feeling individually about the team? Like, do you guys have a difference of opinions on where Uh, you guys are trending? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we only had like one like kind of mediocre day, but I think we've been like getting our concepts down a lot more, and I think... Like, we've been working out of scrims a lot more, and I think it's showing in our practice for, like, S&D and whatnot. So I think, honestly, like, I want to say we're, like, frying every single series. Like, we're not super winning every single scrim, but I think we're getting towards our concepts. And I think, like, when we've been losing a few maps that we've been working on, like, we're losing because, like, a very simple, like, situation is, like, oh, yeah, we lost 180-250, but the three different situations that we, like, fucked up that are, like, a little bit rare, like, we would have won the map easily. Yeah, so. if somebody would have stayed up, exactly. got that kill, like, if we would have got that trade. Exactly. So I, I feel like we've been working towards it, and I think, like, we got about a week left of practice until we're playing. So I think, you know, a few more days, we've been working pretty hard on, like, our maps, like, trying to expand our map pool, and I think we're getting a little bit closer each day. Okay. Do you feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've only had like one really shit day. That's what I'm saying. We got torpedoed one day pretty bad. Um, Online and shit. Gone and forgotten, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you guys are an online team, bro. Practice come to play. So I I would actually love going back to talk about Toronto. Um, 
So we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, one. I know, no, I know, I know. But one thing did pop into my head. The the schedule that you guys had to play on was pretty bizarre. You know, yeah. you guys had to sit around all day Saturday waiting to play one best of five. Now, if you're going to be the best and win the tournament, you got to be able to perform at any given moment. Yeah. Did you guys have like a team to scrim and warm up against, or were you guys we just literally just sitting there. around for ten hours all day, all, all day shooting bots, and then you had to go play? We got there at like four o'clock. I think we, yeah, I think we warmed up. I think we warmed up New York or maybe someone like that. We played two maps. We played like two maps, like four hours before we even played, or three yeah. hours before we even played, which has no like it's not going to correlate like at all. So it's like yeah. playing at seven thirty is pretty crazy. Uh, but at the end of the day, like we were all. Like we're drinking our jubies, like trying to get cracked and whatnot. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Yeah. So uh, I got you on that spot after this. That's what I'm saying. Game day green. Uh, I th at the end of the day, like it is what it is. The schedule should be better, but at the end of the day, if, no matter what time it is, we sh we should be playing as lights out and should be able to win. I sat there for nine hours to get three would <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were close though. They were close, they were close. three o's. Six so five. Close. The control. I could have a one before the control. Was uh, bro, the control that, that two first offense ones. they won or the second offense was oh fucking just yeah. that shit doesn't happen often. It, yeah, it was a good series. No, it was. A good and series. you almost iced up, bro. You were like one second away from. Bro, I didn't know he was close left. I didn't. Yeah, he's, just lay, he's laying down behind the. the, the you, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, bro, I thought we'd be hiding behind Gotti or something. Like, oh my god. <laughs> All right, well, we got Toronto again, first round. Are yeah. you guys excited about that? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to play them. I think uh, I actually think they're a, like they're a top team, and I think that winning that match, I think we match up pretty well against FaZe and or Seattle, so I think winning the first series will really help us for the rest of the event. I'm just glad you guys don't have to play a fucking lose bracket. Like, for a team as good as you guys are, it just the tournament just feels so different when you have two opportunities yeah. to lose. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's also being in winners, like, you don't know what bracket we would have had either. Like, but depending, like, brackets do mean quite a bit. Like, I mean, granted, Optic lost to Florida, but, like... On, I think we would have been on New York side, right? Because New York took our spot. We would have been back to back. <laughs> oh, good, bro. We would have been on the bottom <laughs> side. <laughs> what do we think about this kid Snoopy getting called up to Boston Breach? Is he any good? Um, I, I think he's pretty good, but I just think it's criminal that, like... Bro, Poor Reese, bro. Reese Vivid, Poor Reese like bro, Vivid, two bro. weeks before champs. Poor Reese like how, like how is it even possible that you're able to make a roster change after? After like, it should be like stage five going into the tournament. So if you want to do it right before online yeah, calls, whatever. Myth, Once you play land on stage five, that should be your your like that That's should be your team for land. Oh, I didn't. That wasn't the past. I feel like I wasn't paying attention then. So this guy Vivid was on Boston the entire year. Fit, when, well, I think he. Had, no, they had there was they've had a bunch of yeah, different he, iterations. Yeah, he got dropped and picked back up, but he played stage five like major five with them. He got dropped. And the day after he came the home. And got dropped. Snoopy got picked up. I think it's a great opportunity for him. I think you know he has a he has a good chance to like you know make his name for himself. And I think it's a great opportunity. I just think for Reese, whether you know the teams maybe they're gonna go with Reese and just lose instantly. They had no faith. It's all chalked. But I just think that to to have that be able to happen that is just that's pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah, honestly. I, I didn't I didn't know two weeks before. I didn't know insane. that. There's like, been a lot of controversy controversy uh, surrounding Boston's roster takes. I think they should have just brought Sensor up, dude. He's one of the Here we go. See, now we're, I got called over here to do this podcast. <laughs> now look at us. What? <laughs> now look at us, bro. Now nah, there's been... Come on, had, Rue, you, had you, some, want, you want... They've had some... Listen, some entertain ones. me a little bit? No. Listen, Cold War, we made 100 no. changes, so, but... <laughs> they're, they're doing the LAT impression. Oh, God. Man. Shout out Venom. But, hey, at least not... But not two weeks before. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I feel like they never had it this way. Just as a competitor, even if, like, they felt like their team wasn't do, gonna do whatever, like, just as a competitor, two, two, three weeks before champs, like... 
to not be able to play in the biggest tournament, especially when you're gonna be you're gonna be at the tournament, you're in winners bracket, obviously, because there's only eight teams. Like, I just think that like, if that were ever to happen to me, I'd be like, bro. Like, I mean, that, there was a there was a rumor that their like management made the change, and not the players. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how true that is. Obviously, yeah. I'm gonna sit. Here, I'll sit here and spew. Sure. Let's get. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got any yeah. beef with anybody on uh, Toronto? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. No one on that team, where you know, other than Scrap, yeah, Scrap, Scrap just he just be spewing. Yeah, though. but He's me and Scrap be playing eights all the yeah. time, so it's not like. Uh, yeah, I, I saw you stroking him off in that huh? in that uh, in that what what was it fortress or something? What you're like? Yeah, let's go scrap. You got it, bro. What I'm trying to win my cash? Like, <laughs> <laughs> trying to win my cash? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. My blood sugar is low. I don't even know what else to talk about. Oh, yeah. dude. You guys are excited for champs. I'm just wondering where my chain oh, yeah. is though. Damn, it's on back order, bro. Damn. It's been on back order That's for crazy. a year. That's Brother, crazy. When have I not delivered for you That's guys? Insane. Like, yeah, some things That's take insane. time, but when have I not delivered? Hey, I'm not saying shit. I'm not. <laughs> you I'm saying shit. Chains. I already got a compound. Like, I don't need nothing else. <laughs> That's true. <bro>. I literally <laughs> got you. He on gets the a face whole ass building. building. <laughs> I'm just ass. looking for a chain. Like, <laughs> hey, you're still young, bro. You got time. <laughs> These blue tubes. Hey, listen, man. You can catch up in those banners. You got some time. Don't worry. Hey, they get out there. I got a new flavor for you guys to try. New flavor. That shit smacks. All right. Well, what else is going on? Nothing, bro. I play COD 14 hours a day. <laughs> yep. You sound <laughs> thrilled. What else? What do you mean? What else is going I got time for nothing else. Sam, you playing any Diablo? No. I hope not. not playing Diablo, Bro, it's man. champ season. <laughs> Fuck off. No, I, bro, every time I'm sh- I stream every day and I got people in my chat, why aren't you playing Diablo, bro? I'm like, motherfucker, I got a week and a half until champs. I have like, three scrims left, sir. <laughs> Yo, have you played hardcore Diablo? Oh, no, God. I have not. I'm playing Bowcage Hard or fucking Fortress Hardpoint, <laughs> dude. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Diablo. Yeah, hold on, hold no, yeah. no, no. We're not talking about Diablo, dude. <laughs> no, I'll see. Look. We're not. I've been trying to sneak some Diablo at all podcasts. I'm, I'm a PO here before. Let's go. <laughs> if you had one opportunity, dude, one moment to seize everything you ever wanted, <laughs> would you capture it or would you let it slip? Okay. If you had one message to Knees say weak. to deliver to the community, mom and on a sweater. Oh, spaghetti. <laughs> what? <laughs> what would it be? Yeah, look directly in that motherfucker. I'm back camera. on my bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Come on, y'all motherfuckers are cooked. Do you think you'd be the most popular player in the league behind Shotzi if you were on Optic? I, I think it's funny how people will gas other people talking shit, but flip it towards me. But at the end of the day, like, none of that matters to me. Yeah, I know. But he, here's the other, here's the rub, because we talked about you a lot in the last two episodes. I want to know. When people say that you talk shit but can't take it yourself, that, what, what are they referring to? Like, what, <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. That's, uh, that's insane. What that's moments have you been like disrespectful back beyond like there, flipping there, the bird? But if, if people are really saying nothing. fuck Draza, like, yeah, I'm throwing up the, the birds. There's actually nothing. It was literally obviously, like, obviously this last recent thing with the flank and whatnot. But other than that. What happened with the flank? Well, they tweeted out the fuck you Draza chant. Yeah. Oh, they and then out. you tweeted at the flank, like, well, or you yeah. quote tweeted it. Yeah. So basically, well, I, basically, I was just saying, I'm pretty sure Eli and Cold or in Vanguard, so Standy, he had a little fuck you thing. They didn't tweet anything. Beans had a fuck you thing with Optic when he lost. They didn't really tweet anything. And then they tweet, they tweet the clip. It's not even that big of a deal. I didn't even care for it too much. But I just like, they're just like, you know, add into the hate. It is what it is. It makes sense. But I was just like. Yeah, it's a little dick riding a little bit, and then they tweet it out after like a pic of me, like with comparing to like Zuma or whatever. And I just, I, was, eh, I, didn't, I just didn't, I didn't really fuck with it. Slight okay, dick <laughs> just, just a small dick. Yeah, some small dick riding. But like, I understand the concept of it all. Like, they're all trying to like get likes and all this. But like, I was just like, eh, if this happened to Phase, I don't know. 
I don't know if they're tweeting this. But. I mean, I would certainly. I, I'm dick riding you for sure now by defending you as much as I have. But <laughs> I think that perspective is actually super helpful. <laughs> there this was somebody was turning being to a casting and what, and Standy. <laughs> yeah. They never tweeted that shit out. Yeah, I mean, look, man. At the end of the day, if the flank tweets out a video of the crowd chanting "fuck you, Draza," they're inviting him to say something. Ninety-nine percent of the time, well. any player in the CDL, <laughs> they're not just gonna roll over and take it. Yeah. I feel like the fact that he replied like got people angry. That's what I'm like saying. The, like but, I think the way that Gersh was thinking it was just like this is a. I genuinely I don't think there was any animosity no, I don't, from yeah, Gersh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to clear. Like, yeah. I don't think Gersh has anything. Yeah, against, I agree. He runs their. He runs their Twitter, and I think he literally was tweeting like this could be yeah, good. Like this could go. That's well. what I'm saying. Like it's it, like, it, it makes sense because it's, yeah. it's obviously going to go well. Like I think it's a good tweet in the sense like I assume it's going to do good. But to me, how it feels like personally is just like. I, just don't think, I don't think he was expecting a reply. Yeah, I don't think he was expecting a reply for sure. And I honestly wasn't even going to reply. But the way I see it is just like, I already get hated for no, like, not no reason, but like, I already get like these flip, like, you scrap talk shit. Oh my God, he's so good. Look how good he is. He he beats Optic Major 3. He doesn't talk shit. He's so humble. <laughs> like, that's fine. Man, he's, so knee. he's so humble. Like, oh, you can be great when you win. Like, you can be humble when you he's win. So humble. That's that's whatever. That's a good thing. But for me, it's just like I already get hated for a whole bunch of like, in my eyes, bullshit. So it's like to add on to that, which him tweeting that in my eyes is just adding on to it. I don't think it, he meant to do anything personally or anything like that. I was just like, eh, it's kind of dick riding shit. Just fuel on the I'm fire. just gonna tweet it. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, I'm gonna tweet about it. And then after there was a different pick about me and Zuma and like comparing, I just seen I seen it as a troll trying to say like the way I seen it was just like basically comparing me and Zuma. Obviously Zuma's I mean I didn't even watch COD back then, but I know he has a whole bunch of chips and he's His flight great flanker and shit. Like. Yeah, they'll <laughs> like learn from him and shit. Like I don't know, but <laughs> I just felt like it's just a little bit dick or shit. So I was just tweeting about it. It, ain't, I, it didn't matter to me, but to say like. When I get tweets like, oh, he can't, like, he can take it. Oh, he's a shit villain. Like, he, he can throw it out, but when he gets it, he's crying. I'm like, bro, I don't, think, I don't think calling something dick riding is crying either. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Dude, like, this, there's like a, an internet meta bro. of like, when you shit talk someone and they say something back, it's being soft. That's what I'm saying. It's not like, you can't eat, like, you just get shit talking. You're just supposed to sit there like, fuck yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't, I can't say some shit back or I'm soft. Like, that's what I'm saying. What the fuck is that? That's what I'm saying. And there's been multiple times in my career where, Someone's tweeting. Someone says something about me or tweeting me. I reply with it. We go back and forth. Obviously, a lot of people make jokes about like me bookmarking bookmarking things for months and then tweeting them later when I win. But like, you did do that. That's shit, what I'm man. saying. But yeah, and I'm gonna do it again. Like, <laughs> so it's like when people say Keep soft and like you're a shit villain. It's like first off, I never meant to be a villain. People started it. I'm just gonna reply to it, and I'm perfectly fine for it. And it helps me be a competitor. It helps me get out of bed when I don't want to get out of bed. You weren't so trying to be a villain. That's what I'm saying. Double clicking on phase on that's stage. That's what I'm saying. Like, you were trying to be a villain. To me, like, the, the, that's what I'm saying. People said, like, I ever replied to the crowd, like, saying, I didn't care about the crowd saying, fuck you, Draza. Obviously, I'm a little tight because I just lost 3-0. And they're saying it <laughs> after the series is over. They will never say that shit meant after first map. Fuck no. They have to wait until I'm out the fucking tournament to even say anything. So, <laughs> that's one thing. But it's like... Shooting your to, body when you they, lost. That's what I'm saying. Like... They say fuck you. I just flip them off. We call it a day. Like, call it a day. That's what I'm saying. My the boys will be boys. One that's what one. I'm saying. Like it, that's you that's fair to me. You can't just expect somebody to get all that uh, beratement and just roll just over take and that. take it. <laughs> Yo, soft, next time though, bastard. next time we're we, we're feeling some vengeance, bro. Let's just all get in a room and come up with some witty shit. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> like in my in my mind, you know, I don't know if you quote tweet that. Now my point is like, all right, the flank tweets that clip out. You call it dick riding. Yeah. If we had a couple more layers to what you tweeted, 
where you yeah. you go it could have been better pick out some shit that they did or yeah. no, something it, it can always be better something that people be like oh shit yeah. you know what I mean no, it can always be better social media and training that's, what that's what I'm saying like, I don't know how do teasers not doing that shit I don't know <laughs> no chains no social media saying, I don't even know like <laughs> alright guys that's gonna do it for this episode of Nate Shot Knows before I go even broker than I am uh, no I appreciate you guys coming on I mean for sure man uh, this was sort of a left turn I didn't realize you guys were gonna be here but I'm glad we did it I wish you gentlemen the best of luck at champs you guys already won one this year this is just icing on the cake that let's get two rings back to back That'd be fucking sick, but don't drop. I appreciate one. what you guys already have <laughs> done. My bad, that was fucked. Uh, listen, brother, you, you got guys, a bachelor uh, party this weekend, bro? I do. Hey, what are you doing? You golfing? Oh yeah. You have a good time? Oh yeah. How many holes are you playing? How many holes are you filling? Uh, we're playing seventy-two total. Damn. After champs, after we win champs, you got like, we got to go golfing together. I ain't never been golfing. Nah, bro, you need to get shooting bots. Get ready for my next Warfare year. Three. I got yeah. five months in the <laughs> yeah. off season. Yeah, what the fuck are you guys gonna do for five months? Get paid, by slaughter money. <laughs> get paid. Bro, we got a band. Yo, hey, listen, if you are a casino in Los Angeles <laughs> or, La- or or Vegas, close now. It's not about rob the western man. half of the United the States. Bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna casino. I'm gonna make Draza turn on his location, and if he gets within like a hundred <laughs> yards of a casino, I'm gonna call in a bomb. He's just gonna be seeing me literally every. Jordy five called. months, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Five months, I'm gonna be at the casino at least a month of all five. <laughs> Gentlemen, best of luck. How do you oh, guys Lord. feel about Live and PJ merging together under a new for-profit company? I'm pretty sure. Live. All right, guys, that's gonna do it here. <laughs> all Thank you players, guys so much for nah, tuning in. Best of luck to LA Turn down that Live deal though. Super. You don't know anything about it. I have no clue. Good luck to those players that turn that shit down. Wow. There's no idea. They're pissed. Guys, go scrim. Enjoy it. Have fun at the event, man. I'll be there cheering you on. I don't want to go scrim. Playing Dylan attached. I don't want to do that. Oh, bro, Dylan's my son. You want to play? You can give me a life. You want a life? Nah, bro. You put me in one v one. I'll give you a life. You want to go? I'll give you a break off. I. The last time we saw that, it didn't go very that well. That was insane. I got insane. clips of me gunning both y'all, so. Really? <laughs> Suck I'd like to see it. Why oh, I, Wait, I got what? a whole VOD, bro. Really? You retired so you didn't have to play me, so. Know. Damn. It made you retire? <laughs> yeah. Bro, I see some of the decisions people make on the map. I'm like, ain't no way I still can't figure this out. I might not be. Wait, fucking. what was your best game mode? He's going to say S&D. Blitz. I was the best Blitz player in all ghosts. He's ran into the circle and Blitz because he didn't have to shoot his gun. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> Hey, you want to talk about peak <laughs> map awareness? It's Blitz because he get hiding quarters and stuff fast people. He doesn't have to get hey, a bro. kill. He runs into the little circle and respawns. Check corners, man. No, search, dude. Search? That was your best shit? I Actually? Mean, he has bro, two legendary play calls, bro. I dropped fucking 15 kills. Map number two, X Games gold medal grand finals. Okay. Come on, dude. What was it? Okay. I had a 2.0 KD Do you think search that event. Okay. That's you think you're better than me in search? Bro. He brings that up every time I talk yeah. to him. You think your prime search is better than my prime search? That's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's disrespectful. That is insane. I don't but care. But like, how'd you play though? You sit corners? Like, were you like, were you making routes or were you just playing the bomb? Bro, <laughs> are you out of your fucking mind, dude? Are you, t- bro, we're playing complexity. This is we're we're, play, turn, we're fucking Everyone playing complexity at chance. Call of Duty goes. It is tied 5-5 five, five or 3-3, three, three, whatever it was. Now what's the play call? Three, well, you know what the play call was? What's you ever play played Freight, Search, and Destroy? Run down no. middle map, hit red. We're on offense. Okay. Everybody, all four, bro, don't sit back. We're all just fucking hitting red. Okay. It's, running through, it's basically shit. running through Listen, the middle of the map. It's the like, way it, that I played, I would never do the same thing. Let me give him an analogy so you understand. Okay, hit bottom house. Yeah, all four people. Or bust on defense, you bust out bottom line. Yes, all four. Last round. Last round. Five five. Five five. Wait, what map though? Freight. Freight. 
No, I'm saying like what or like what was it map two or five? It's five. Uh, just map five, map. I think. It's I don't know. We're tweaking. We're Yo, tweaking. look, I I would never do the same thing uh, multiple rounds in a row in search. I would just. You know, you pick up the patterns of like the first three rounds, the and then you is, just start hitting shit. I wouldn't let you run down mid against me, motherfucker. You wouldn't see me coming. <laughs> I'd, I'd tell my teammates you know, right about I would that. just hold mid by myself. Bro, you ever ran into a uh, thermal LMG while I, I'm literally putting smoke at my feet, gunning you down? Bro, hey, no, hey, hey, yo, you want, you want to see me with smokes? Thermal. You want to see me with smokes? Nah, we uh, we that. seen you we're with smokes. We're both smoke We're both smoke Damn, bro, I can't believe you broke GAs. Hey, see, I never had to worry about that. No, this is stupid conversation, but yes. Absolutely better than you at search my prime. I was absolutely. There's not one player in the league that was better than me at search. You had a ghost flip the site into a thermal, like kill people through a smoke, like cool, bro. Oh, what's up, motherfucker? If I'm as ass as I as everybody claims I was, I stayed on a tier one team for ten fucking years just through search, bro. Because you had a million subs on YouTube. Hey, right place, right time. Listen, go get, go get the your subs up, dude. Not your funny yet. Oh, don't shit. hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> I got a billion views. What the fuck you mean? I don't even know why. I like. I don't even care about this. Going. But yeah, I'm definitely better than you at search. This don't care about AW champs either, though. Nah. <laughs> that shit's going on his tombstone. I'll play 2.0. Come back up, dude. I was double positive versus Aches elimination map. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about Wait, that. So you Would you like to talk about it? Did you Did you win the map? I don't actually want to talk about any of this. No, we got miles. Bro, we literally I'll had to go play our seventh, eighth place match. Nobody, <laughs> all day. me, Scump, Formal, Crimsix, not one of us. Said, I was trying to crack jokes, keep the mm -hmm. mood light. Nobody said a word. Damn. Damn. Whose fault was that? Yeah, probably mine. <laughs> well, we were all getting pissed on. It's all good. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Good luck, champs. I believe in y'all. I don't think we care, but best of luck. <laughs> I think it's pretty important that our owner believes in us. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Is, yeah. Thanks, I'm sure you're doing it for what would they do in this situation as S and D right here? No, nah, you guys gonna fucking mid. kill that Listen, shit, if you bro. See it, if you see us four hit bottom mid and run and all it all die, I'm shouting out Nade Shot. <laughs> Hell yeah, I mean it'd be better than some of the shit you guys be doing on fucking outside. You've seen our S D recently, but yeah. I don't know, bro. Jesus you had a one v one, dude. You got sauced up on outside. What was that? Oh my! Almost one v four. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you. I thought you knew he was in that corner. I thought he was right. Not like. Because he's playing like a bitch. He's playing like a bitch, bro. He's playing like a bitch, I should have had two 1v4s. I have, I have 15 on Hotel against Toronto. Like, 1v4 last round. Like, <laughs> fuck me, bro. What a great day. Best of luck, Chance, boys. Thank right, you guys yeah. for tuning in. Hope Set you have a fantastic day. Uh, Bye, Juvie. 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 Blue Juvie. Juvie. Buy it. Code Octane at checkout. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> YouTube. We'll see you later. Goodbye.